0: From KIOS in Omaha, you're listening to Riverside Chats. I'm Tom Noblock, and today I'm talking with Dakota Smith, also known as Bobo Jigs, about his upcoming photography installation, "Still Lives," at this week's Benson First Friday.
1: I guess what I what I do in my photography and like sculpture and stuff. What what Bobo does, like that's for me. I don't really. I don't mind if people think it's goofy but like that's kind of what it is you know it's like I take it kind of seriously but it's almost like a tongue-in-cheek sort of thing you know just to help help me get over it I guess insecurities of sort of being a you know quote-unquote artist I don't know I don't like calling myself oh I'm an artist like when do you when do you become an artist right like is it when you first start drawing when you're like six years old or is it when you're 75 and you know you have like a huge portfolio of well-established work.
0: We talk about expression, identity, art, and what makes a good picture. Stay tuned for that conversation after this break. You're listening to Riverside Chats. I'm Tom Noblock. Today I'm talking with Dakota Smith, also known as Bobo Jigs in the art world, about his upcoming photography installation, Still Lives, at this week's Benson First Friday in Studio 62. Here is our conversation. I, I want to start Talking about the names, I know I texted you before this, and you said let's just make it part of the the thing. So, your actual name is Dakota Smith, but your artist name is Bobo Jigs. What, what do you want me to call you, one or the other? Uh,
1: let's let's talk about it. Uh, I guess you can call me Dakota. Um, I mean, that's who I am. I don't know. You know, when I think about my my artwork and my projects, you know, I guess it just like helps me. Take a step back from them and like sort of critique them, not uh, in a personal way, I guess. So then it's like I don't know. I, I look at my work. I'm like, that's Bobo. You know, that's, like my evil art, alter ego, almost, or something like that. But yeah, you can call me Dakota. Well, so okay,
0: so that's interesting. So it, w- it was more than just a, I don't know the decision that you wanted to kind of shield your personal life from criticism. It was also a part of your process to sort of create the persona of Bobo.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I guess there's so many different things I kind of work on sort of, I'm not, not an architect yet, but you know, that's, that's what I teach. Like that's kind of my profession is architecture. And so like, that's a portfolio. And then also, you know, kind of these other endeavors that I escape architecture from kind of like, you know, photography and and sculpture, like that's a separate portfolio, I guess. And like, I don't, I don't know if I want to like connect those two things because like, what, what if I'm a good designer, but I'm a horrible photographer, right? Like, I don't want that associated with...
0: You don't want to be George W. Bush, the painter?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, And so that's just kind of how I went about it. It's just kind of fun, you know, I I, I guess. Where the name came from is, like, me and a friend in college put our names in, I guess, a jazz band name generator, and mine came up as Bobo Jigs. I'm like, man, that sticks. I like that. I I like the ring of that, you know? I, like, write it out in, like, bubble letters and stuff too so yeah it's kind of
0: a goofy name though like do you ever worry that people will not
1: take the photography as seriously because they're expecting like a goofball named Bobo I think that's kind of like how I look at it you know I I, it's hard for me to take myself seriously in a way you know it's like I don't want to call myself an artist but maybe maybe Bobo calls himself an artist right like yeah I guess that's just kind of where where sort of that comes from but I mean yeah I don't I guess what I what I do in my photography and like sculpture and stuff what what Bobo does like that's for me I don't really I don't mind if people think it's goofy but like that's kind of what it is you know it's like I take it kind of seriously but it's almost like a tongue-in-cheek sort of thing you know just to help help me get over it I guess my insecurities of being a you know quote-unquote artist or whatever right like because I don't, I don't want to I don't know I don't like calling myself oh I'm an artist like when do you when do you become an artist right like is it when you first start drawing when you're like six years old or is it when you're 75 and you know you have like a huge portfolio like well-established work or something like that, and so yeah,
0: well, that's a tough. I don't know the answer to that one because it, it's, it's like some people would say it's when you make money, right? And then, but then yeah, it's like yeah. how much money is is it when your your primary income is your art? Yeah, but there's a lot of great people who make nothing from what they do. Yeah, you know, so I don't. I mean, where do you land on that?
1: I guess I make negative money. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, on this buying buying cameras, film, and and all that stuff, uh, even like buying a website to share my work with probably like, you know, four people or whatever, uh, but it's fun and, and, and kind of an escape for me, and and like I said, I don't really care what, what, you know, like some art critic would have to say, yeah, it's just, I would say it's like an escape for me, but, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe one day both of those paths, you know, kind of start to line up, and I see I see both of those paths starting to line up maybe in kind of this like sculpture, architecture, installation kind of realm in in the future. You know, we'll kind of see how our aware of what that unfolds into, I guess.
0: I mean, I don't know if it's clear to the listener or not, we know each other outside of this interview, we're not meeting for the first time, but I mean, like, we know each other, but I don't know that I know really when you started to get interested in art in any meaningful way, because knowing you (laughs) over the last decade, it didn't seem like you were a particularly artsy kid, right?
1: Yeah. So what, what happened? Man, yeah, you know, I think it's always been something that's been inside me, you know, taking like art classes as a kid you know I love I love clay and sculpture and things like making things with my hands and like forms I mean I grew up in 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 an architect's household both my parents architects right and so kind of seeing architecture through I don't know and, and learning architecture kind of through them yeah grade school middle school and then getting into high school even like I don't know I didn't I didn't care about art much then and kind of like shunned it almost and I was like you know, I'm only going to make like prairie style, like Frank Lloyd Wright houses when I get into college or something like that. And then, you know, when I, I guess when I'm out of college, whatever, and then that completely flipped. But I don't know. I mean, when, when I was in in college for sure, I mean, definitely like my grad year, my fifth year, I took a film photography class just because, I don't out of curiosity, I guess even before that I started taking photos. Man, I haven't even, I guess I haven't thought much about that, but I would say probably in college, you know where you go to find yourself right in a way mm-hmm. there's a lot of labels and things like that that you i don't know sort of associate with and like kind of insecurities and things and then finally you get to college you meet you know a bunch of different people and being in you know the college of architecture is pretty diverse and so just like you know learning to kind of be who you are but also like it's okay to care and kind of venture off into other things um when
0: you say it's okay like to to sort of have that genuine element to it like it's I don't know. There's, I, I feel like there's – this is kind of what I was going at with the Bobo Jigs thing is a lot of people make kind of ironic art where it's like, oh, it's supposed to be kind of bad in some ways or goofy in some ways. Like there's not necessarily like a, a genuine expression of some sentimental feeling. Um, so, I mean, did, did you have to navigate that, especially as someone who wasn't taking pictures like as a kid and honing the craft already? Like you're new to it in college. Like when you start to show people pictures, I imagine it's sort of scary. Like I don't know exactly how they'll judge me for trying yes. to bare my soul like this.
1: <clears throat> Yeah, definitely, and, and I would say, I guess, before the It's Okay to Care, I would say that happened, like, my fifth year, but before that, I guess in my third year, I got a digital camera I asked for Christmas, and and I had a friend tell me that kind of, like, my photography sort of beginning was, like, a little backwards because I, like, got into digital, and I was, like, only shooting, like, architecture uh, just to kind of, like, study it and, and feel it as, like, an architecture student, right, rather than going around and, like, trying to doodle a bunch of sketches, you know, when we go on, like, a field trip to New York City or something like that. And so going back to that Bobo Jig stuff, like, it's part of a almost an insecurity in a way. And so, like, I can kind of shield it and sort of work through it that way, you know, with this sort of pseudoname or alter ego or whatever. And so, yeah, I would say I, I didn't show any work to anybody for, you know, like, three years there. Do That's the, a long time. Doing digital stuff. Yeah, but, I mean... I mean, I look back on it now. I'll find a photo every now and then or some upon it. I'm like, oh, my God. Even stuff I shot, like, <laughs> e- even just like a year ago, I'm like, that's better than the beginning. But I'm like, oh, my word. What was I thinking? So, sure. okay.
0: At the beginning, young, I guess, young Bobo Jigs is born uh, as you're in college. What, is, what are the first things you're taking pictures of?
1: I would say architecture and still a lot of architecture. But now it's, like, stemming into weird, obscure architectural, more like engineering feats you know I'm I'm into like grain silos and things like that like power plants I like absolutely adore and people would say you know that's like kind of gross but yeah I would say it started out architecture and then you know me just being observant and kind of being aware of things around me started to make me kind of look at other things right like architecture is on more of a it's a large scale right and so it it was mainly that and like I remember at one point, I'm like, man, I hate shooting portrait style photos. Like, you know, rotating the camera so it's like a vertical thing. I would only shoot landscape. And now it's like almost flipped completely. It's like now I almost think of like buildings as, uh, I guess, taking portraits of like buildings in a way. But uh, I mean, yeah, it's now, now it's like stemmed into animals even and, and, mm. and people and, and nature and things like that. So I would say it's, it's way more, way more broad now and kind of just like, anything you know if it if it looks good I'll kind of photograph that but also I guess real quick part of that is I don't know I like to not be around other people like when I'm when I'm taking photos so it kind of helps me like explore a new place in a way but I like to go out like almost in the middle of nowhere I guess just not be around a lot of people like the opposite of like New York City street photography like mm. I don't I don't know, I don't like that I don't like people watch me take photos of them or even kind of of things or whatever but
0: Uh, I mean, so it seems like the architecture interest must stem from being around a lot of pictures of architecture and just being around buildings from your parents, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I guess it it came from that, right? Now it's like stemmed into, I don't know, whatever it is I'm becoming or have become.
0: Well, so as you're starting, though, I mean, taking a picture of a building, I mean, I, I guess a question that everybody maybe has their own answer to is like, how do you know it's a good picture of that building?
1: It feels right. I don't know, it feels good, and and that's like one thing I've kind of realized in my exploration with kind of art and photography and sculpture is like, it doesn't quite have to have like a, I don't know, a firm concept or idea or reason, like that's something we learned in architecture schools, like, you know, and, and especially kind of being sort of raised, I guess, in the modernist education, things have to have rules like no ornament, you know, things like that, everything has to have a purpose, you know, form follows function and stuff, but... I don't know if it feels right and like and if, if somebody connects with it right like, like I guess I don't really care if people don't like it but if you like it like you feel something like sweet that like that I, I love that but if it feels good yes there's kind of like these uh sort of standard things you know is there kind of like nice light and shadow and there's you know they're like contrast and stuff like that you know if it's a black and white photo or you know is the black at some somewhere on the image you know pure black and at some point on there is is the white like pure white like do you have the full spectrum of color and so there's there's kind of like little nitpicky things but you know to the lay sort of eye it's like you know if if someone can feel something from it then i'd say it's good
0: so to you that's that's sort of a nebulous thing that just it it happens to touch somebody's soul but there's not like a mathematical equation to get there
1: yeah and i would say like that's how i photograph things i go out there and i try not to think too much there's some amazing photographers out there that are real, like, technical about their stuff, you know, metering things real real tight and getting kind of the aperture and stuff set right. And I'm just like, uh, n- not as much. You know, it, it feels right. And and that's kind of why I shoot film, too, is just sort of it's a surprise almost sometimes. And sometimes there's, like, a real gross light light leak and it ruins my photo or I have the aperture too low and something's kind of out of focus on a, on a fast lens or something like that. But... Uh, yeah, it's all it's all feeling kind of emotion in a way from from that 2D sort of image. What's the difference between the type of feeling that film gives you versus digital? Hmm. I would say I mean nowadays people can totally mimic what film looks like. Uh and in a way it's like almost almost better there but <laughs> I don't have those uh digital capabilities by any means. And I know I know like what sort of film stocks I like and what sort of colors and feelings I'll get out of those. But, uh, I don't know. There's something, you know, real beautiful about like seeing grain in a film almost. Or I her love her grain image. too. And
0: I don't know why I cannot explain it to you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's just, that's just one of those kind of X factor things, right? It's just like emotion. It's like, it's, it's just, it feels right, but it's also sort of a, maybe like a layer of abstraction in a way um right with like now digital and and like these huge sensors like you know those pictures almost look more real than real life a lot of times you're like how does this what i remember when like hd kind of television started uh kind of happening it's like whoa this tv looks like so much more clear than if i was like in person seeing this thing or something so
0: i think it's weird that people value that so much though because there's there's a point that you realize like real life does not always look that great like the lighting is not that good most of the time you are framing of, I guess, where you're standing and just whatever uh, your eyes do. Yeah. I don't know why it's like, no, it has to look like, exactly like what I'd look like if I was in that room. <laughs> and I'm like, why, why is that a standard that we
1: hold ourselves yeah, to? Yeah, every every kind of pore and yeah. stuff like that on your face. But also there's something kind of kind of beautiful about that, you know, like a portrait of, like, an old person or something like that, and you blow it up real big and, like, you know, you kind of see their, their wrinkles and their age and their patina and stuff like that. But I would say... You know, it's it's kind of a sense of Yeah, there's like there's like a layer, you know, there's literally layers of emulsion on the film. Um, you know, it's light just being kind of exposed to that little piece of plastic with chemicals on it. Um I don't know, it it kinda softens things up in in a way, I would say. But then also kinda can harden things through through grain and stuff and make it more rough. But I don't know, there's there's just
0: yeah. So it can be, there, there is, once again, there's kind of like no answer. There's yeah. no yeah. mathematical equation we're going to solve here. Yeah. If you're just joining us, I'm talking today with Dakota Smith, also known as Bobo Jigs in the art world, about his upcoming photography installation, Still Lives, at this week's Benson First Friday in Studio 62. Do you remember the first pictures that really made an impact on you? Like would they have
1: been architecture magazines or something that your parents had? Probably, but not, not off the top of my head. I remember when I was young, I in, in, in like high school, I thought man it's so funny i'm like man photographers are such a joke <laughs> I, I literally remember like thinking about that and thought about that day i'm like I'm, I'm gonna talk about this but i remember saying like i'm never gonna like take photos like that's not real art whatsoever now it's like man i love taking photos more than doing a sketch of that or whatever so uh
0: what, I mean, what so why why did you feel that like what what was the change that had to happen for you then to, to change your appreciation <laughs> of the whole art
1: don't knock it till you try it. i mean that's yeah. that's just kind of what happened. You just
0: got less judgment I, I guess kids are just like everything that you're not actively interested in is sort of like,, eh, that's stupid,
1: yeah, exactly like my my brother youngest brother right now is like at that exact age, and every like you know his favorite line is that's stupid, why would I do that? So, you know so uh, yeah, that's what I mean he's my brother right, so I assume I was probably like that when I was younger too, and i mean i I know I was like that when I was younger, so yeah. But, yeah, no, nothing off the top of my head. And like, and, and it, it's all, it's all kind of backwards. Like I never, it wasn't, I was inspired by other things to take photos and like not even like these photographers. And, and I guess maybe that's, I don't know, that that kind of connects with like the Bobo Jig stuff is like, I, I hate labels, but at the same time I like these labels is because I can put on, like, when someone goes, oh, you're a photographer? It's like, no, I'm kind of a sculptor or an architect. And then someone goes, oh, you're an architect? No, I'm more of a photographer or a sculptor. And, like, you know, I kind of get a sort of look at these different veins with my, I guess, the opposite sort of hat on or, or, or a different hat, and that's kind of how I how I go about it. And, uh, I don't know, with photography from the outset, I was like, I don't really, I don't care what. There's so many photos out there and photographers, like, I'm just gonna chase this and see where it goes. I, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, what, what were the first times you started showing it to people then? Probably when I started taking that film photography class.
0: I guess you kind of have to show at least <laughs> to your professor if you're in a class. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, the digital stuff. I'd like make my background every now and then of like some some iconic building. You know, we saw in like in Dallas or in New York City or something like that. That I that I took a photo of, but. Um, yeah probably probably that fifth year I mean that was like a whole big change in my life it seems like that whole fifth year I started I don't know becoming who I am and I don't know on a path that I am happy with I guess if if that makes sense um, but yeah college I mean probably because I was I guess forced to but also you know I started I mean I had then you know four, three or four years of photography experience under my belt. So it's, like, it it, it wasn't just out of nowhere. And, and also, like, I, I had to take, you know, portraits for, like, that was the the assignment. So it's, like, okay, I have to bring in some friends or something like that, take them in the studio and take photos. And it's, like, I'll well, have to show them the photos I took of them, right? But, yeah. uh, I mean, in that class, I think I ended up being uh, one of the better photographers. Even with, like, art students in there, they were – it was kind of almost the opposite the way there.
0: Well, but. So you've been doing it for a few years. I mean, you probably had some rules for yourself of what you were like. This, this is what seems to work. This is what I like to do. This is how I make a good product. But sometimes what's good about a class is... They'll tell like if if you love taking pictures of you know a building, they'll say like all right now you have to take a picture of I don't know like uh, underwater in a pool or something <laughs> like just completely out of your wheelhouse yeah. that you wouldn't have thought of and you wouldn't have done. But then you do you kind of can apply those skills, but it sort of broadens what you think will work and not work for you.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know, I'm doing all those different things and I mean that's that's yeah that's like what class is about is just like one to expose you to. It's like oh I can take. Photos of things other than just my cat in my house or whatever, you know, it's like mm-hmm. go outside and do portraits of other things or, yeah, like you said, underwater even. Yeah, yeah. so did
0: did, it, did you come away with that thinking like, oh, okay, actually, I, I have a lot more interest in what I want to photograph? Um, or even just like portraits, like pictures of people. Yeah. Seems like that's a jump from buildings. Yeah.
1: Well, that that was the thing before that photography class. I was like, I don't ever want to take photos of people because I don't like people or whatever. You know, I'm like, people are boring. Like that's all you ever see photos of are, you know, models and things like that, and street photography of just a bunch of people in New York. It's like it's all the same, blah blah blah. And like I, you know, I was kind of remove from the realm, I guess, to understand and and feel those things then, Mm -hmm. um, which, you know, has definitely changed now. So, uh, yeah, like, forced me to take those photos, but then also give me the skills to be able to do that, right? Now I can set up, like, studio lighting, and I could do something like that. So, yeah, I mean, that class definitely forced me to, I guess, broaden my horizon. Like, now I would say I'm less specific on what I shoot. Before it was, like, solely architecture, and, like, that's all all I cared about. Now it's like, oh, I'll go... Take a picture of some leaves and like you know, there's just like kind of a, a mood or an atmosphere. You know, maybe light shining through a tree here, or you know, maybe there's a rogue chicken running through downtown resting or something like that. I'll take well, a photo of that or whatever. And a
0: big difference there though is it's moving,
1: right? Like you gotta, <laughs> f- how do you
0: take a picture of like a a chicken, a cow, you know, whatever it might be? Yeah, right?
1: you gotta you know set your aperture low enough. You know, if you're if you're kind of shooting manual and make sure. I mean, it depends on, I, I only shoot film, so, you know, it kind of depends on the stock then, too, I'm shooting. But, yeah, just on the go, getting good at it. Um,
0: yeah. I imagine you just kind of have to go mess that up a hundred times, and then you start oh yeah. to figure it out. Oh,
1: yeah, you still do, and it's like, I always say, I'm going to get at least one good shot on this roll of film, you know, whether it's 36 or 24 exposures, like, I shoot a lot of garbage still, and, like, I'm sure any other photographer would tell you the same, like, that's why there's a lot of shots on a roll, not just, like, three. So, um, yeah, trial and error, trial and error. That's all it is, repetition.
0: Now, let's, let's talk about lenses for a second because I – you know, my my background with any kind of photography is in film. Uh, not shooting on film generally, uh, digital film, but, like, you know, making movies and stuff. So I, I, I'm – I've become aware of the difference between a long lens and you know a wider lens, and I I I think I generally prefer longer lens. I think it looks more interesting, but it doesn't always work for the scene. So yeah. like when I when I'm doing it, I'm not always able to just think of like what will look the coolest in one way or another. Like you kind of hope that's part of it. But for you, I mean, what what do you think about lenses and the distance and how that impacts the uh, the viewer?
1: Man, it's it's a lot. You know, it depends on what you're shooting you know, I guess in terms of subject matter and then, yeah, with that lens, a lot of things can happen, right? Like if we're sitting in the studio, you know, across the table, I'm going to have to use a wider lens. But the wider I go, you know, the kind of the lower, um, like the bigger and, you know, the larger perspective what you're going to get. And so it's a matter of like, what, what do you want? You know, that's like, that's nice in architectural photography you know to really show like that sexy kind of like whoa look how tall that building is you know it, it, it's flaring in like it makes it feel uh real real kind of narrow um how i go about it is i need to set like limitations uh for myself and so I'll, I'll typically you know it depends on what i'm doing if i'm shooting like grad photos or something like that you know i'll bring kind of more options but if i'm out just kind of farting around having fun i'll like kind of bring one camera or I'll bring maybe like if I'm I'll shoot like a medium format, maybe with a lens that, uh, can kind of zoom in and out a little bit or just something that's stuck. Um, and I'll bring then like a little point and shoot or something like that for, for fun, kind of smaller, more, less important pictures when, just cause film stock, you know, and one twenty costs more. And, and, and well, I, don't you've make, already made I don't it clear, make, you're not making a ton of money. Yeah. Out I am not really gig. make money. So, um, <laughs> uh yeah i i just i i typically like to give them, if i'm shooting like 35 it'll be my like 50 millimeter lens and just like see what happens yeah you know uh
0: you don't have like a favorite lens or length focal length
1: i mean i think i think 50 is it, it's like good for versatile yeah so yeah. versatile i love taking pictures of buildings that are i mean at a modest kind of human scale right if it's if you're in new york city like you ain't getting much on there, but you know, and it's good for fun for portraiture um, as well. I love that. And then it's like, you know, I, I don't even have the ability to zoom in, then, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, I'll maybe I'll be walking around like, oh man, okay, I frame that building just right, but you know, like the perspective warp on there is like, it's, it's like I'm not liking that or something. So then I'll like, I'll zoom in it's like well now I gotta go run way back and like find kind of a similar position it's like well that's not the same because it's up a hill or something so mm. for me it's just about yeah cutting out those kind of those limitations I guess in terms of the lens or just see what happens because it's like you can always go back to a spot I mean if you're shooting like an event then maybe that's a little bit different but that's yeah. that's just kind of how I go about things is just yeah set set limitations and and kind of rules for yourself it makes life a lot easier and that's like I, don't, I I learned that from architecture. If anything, I'm sure someone who's solely a photographer has has picked that up as well. But uh, it's like I don't know me grabbing into my sort of bag of tricks or whatever tools from from architecture into photography. So
0: and I will say a friend of the show, Matthew Wersner. I remember you offered to take engagement pictures for him and his now wife. <laughs> and uh, I don't think they had any engagement pictures, but they did get married. And did you see their wedding picture? <laughs> It's probably yes. mean to me yeah. to mention this on the air, but uh you probably should have been there, yeah, to take some pictures because yeah. what they got
1: was not great, yeah, someone <laughs> just kind of on their phone, which is most unflattering nervous.
0: picture of at least Matthew I've ever seen in my life, I think, yeah. <laughs> I'm talking today with Dakota Smith, also known as Bobo Jigs in the art world, about his upcoming photography installation Still Lives at this week's Benson First Friday. Let us know what you think by following Riverside Chats on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or post anything with hashtag Riverside Chats. We'll continue the conversation after this break. Hello, I want to be a munchie boy. Listen to Omaha's new goofy food podcast, The Munchie Boys. Every week, we get food from a different local restaurant. Let's go. We munch. Yes, there is munch.
1: And talk about the experience.
0: What we got. Where did we go? We're still there. Two boxes of food. In lighthearted banter. I just jammed the rest of the Mediterranean in my mouth. Meatball-based item. In a way that is both zany. This is going to be crazy. We might end up throwing up. And fun. My hands are burning. Hell yeah! Every episode features an exclusive song, <laughs> where we sing about our weekly adventures and feature a different analog synthesizer. It's a synth model. Play the track now. Now, Yes it
1: sounds like haha. Bro. Check out Munchie Boys on Spotify, YouTube, the streaming or streaming, and most other digital outlets. Uh, That's what happens. My Munchy my Munchy Munchy, Munchy, Munchy Munchy boys. boys.
0: And welcome back to Riverside Chats. I'm Tom Noblock, and I've been doing this show for a little while now. Check out the backlog of Riverside Chats episodes wherever you get podcasts. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or whatever your favorite app is. We love hearing what issues are on your mind in our Letter to the Editor feature, where you can call in with a brief voicemail to 402-881-0089 for a chance to be featured on one of our upcoming shows. Dakota Smith, also known as Bobo Jigs in the art world, is talking to me today about his upcoming photography installation, Still Lives, at this week's Benson First Friday in Studio 62. Here's the rest of our conversation. But anyway, okay, so the, the new thing that you're working on now, you've got the installation, Still Lives. Tell me about it.
1: Man, so, yeah, so it's called Still Lives, like you mentioned. And so I guess a quick rundown, like, it's the purpose of it or what it's doing is kind of a, a study into relationships of seemingly unrelated images does that make sense to well ex- expand that, on right? it a little bit what do you what um do you mean? it's a play on obviously like still life art mm-hmm. um you know sculpture painting what you know still life whatever i'm sure we can all think of like some sort of old painting we've seen of like fruit sitting on a table kind of composed um and and i guess just to talk about that real quick you know like still life art is typically like organic or inanimate um even like kind of living kind of things composed in some sort of pile uh mainly it, i mean typically it was like a study of practice for a painter or something like that um but oftentimes like those images can have kind of like different meanings and metaphors in them you know i think Probably a typical one from, you know, the 1600s is like gluttony or something like that, you know, just a bunch of food stacked on top of each other, you know, while this place is having a famine and someone's, you know, saying something about that. So um, I guess why well, I'm bringing that up is because the subject matter is kind of these inanimate things and also kind of these living things. And I'm kind of bringing that into what I'm doing. And then also it's, it's a play on words, obviously, right? Still life, still alive. Uh, what's funny is like the plural of still lives or still life is still lifes, like L-I-F-E-S. Oh, okay. yeah. So so the still lives, you know, whatever kind of play in there. But then um, I also set, I, I guess I have a set of rules for, for this thing, you know, kind of like we just mentioned. Mm-hmm. And those rules are like it, it's a study in the form of, of diptychs, which is like if it's just a specific term for two images, right? A triptych, mm-hmm. you know, we associate with some sort of, like, religious painting. They're typically uh, kind of on, like, the same subject matter, some big, like, ornate kind of wooden frame that, like, folds open, whatever. But uh, just a technical way to say it's it's two images. So it's it's a, a bunch of different pairs of images, I guess. Um, and so the other rule is the image on the left has to be the still, which is going to be, it's like inanimate, inorganic, Kind of objects subject matter and then the image on the right is something living so you know probably humans animals that's that's so kind of what it is there. give me
0: an example what's one of the ones you have
1: okay so this this is a good segue into like how i guess i came up with it but the, the the one that inspired me to do this is uh the image on the left is this it's a black and white photo of uh this tall skinny radio tower with kind of these two poles out in Southeastern Nebraska or something like that, and then the image on the right is uh, an image of my girlfriend I took for her her grad photos, uh, and she's standing in uh, this sunflower patch, you know, with these sunflowers that are like eight feet tall. Um, but I guess the the relationship there is like the image on the left is is black and white, right? But then the image on the right is super saturated, you know. She's wearing uh, a re- you know, bright red dress, the, the yellows from the sunflowers are super bright and vivid. And then the greens from the stock even, and then the blue of the sky. so it's like, you know, kind of these obviously contrasting things, but there's, there's just like looking at them, there's kind of this, this feeling in, in a harmony to them. Um, and so let me, let me jump back to how I came up with those is I was just like, Trying to think of an idea for this this exhibition, like the kind of the opportunity arose. Um, you know, our friend Ben over at Studio Sixty Two. Uh, I reached out to him and just on a whim to see if I could kind of do this thing. He's like, "Oh yeah, we got a spot open." So I'm like, "Oh man, I've got a month now to figure this out." <laughs> I'm like, "Wait, I didn't I didn't have anything planned." So, uh, man, it came from the kind of like the images on my on my phone, I guess, like my backgrounds, my screensavers or whatever. So it's like your lock screen. You can set one, and then, you know, when you unlock it, swipe it, there's another image on the inside, if if you choose that. And so the first image I had was that image of the radio tower on my lock screen. And you took that
0: image, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So... Mm -hmm. You just liked it already, right? You had yeah. some kind of connection to it. Okay. Yeah,
1: it's like you know, I I take these, I gotta do some with these photos, right? They might as well be the background <laughs> on my phone. So.
0: Yeah, see so Mine's been Mr. Potato, or uh, no, Mr. Potato, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Peanut <laughs> eating his son. <laughs> Mr. Peanut <laughs> devours his son. Has been mine for like a year, but uh, yours is much more artsy. So, anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and then and then the inside was uh, it, my girlfriend or whatever, and so I'm like, man, there, there's something there, but it's like it was deeper yeah. than just. Um, like those colors right that contrast and I I realized it was kind of the forms that were that were happening um, within the image and so the image on the left the tower it's like you know these two tall you know two super tall poles um, you know being kind of suspended by these cables like kind of in the middle of of the image the composition and then the image on the right like she's standing behind like two stalks of of these sunflowers i'm like whoa there's even there's like a parallel there like these images, you know side by side like feel so similar but they're so different i mean the only the only connection there is like they're both shot in the state of nebraska like totally different parts i think we shot the sunflower scene out in elkhorn or something like that so like different parts and like i shot those like a year or two apart even so like different times, I'm like, man, that's that'd be that'd be interesting. Like, what what if I kind of compare these images and do something more than just like, okay, here's a bunch of photos of Omaha or something like that. Uh, and part of me, I I just wanted to show, uh, kind of a a broader spectrum of my portfolio and work. And I'm like, man, I think this would be a fun opportunity to to kind of do that. So, well,
0: it's kind of interesting. I never really thought about it, but you're sort of so. The fact that this was not an intentional juxtaposition when you took the pictures—you sort of like you go from just taking whatever you know looks good, whatever evokes whatever feeling you're chasing. Uh, but then when it gets to the point of doing the uh, actual exhibition, or you know, you, you sort of the ins- for the installation requires you to become a curator of your own work in some ways, unless you're just going to go out and shoot a bunch of those things, right? So yeah. it's almost like a different you know. There's probably like photographer brain and curator brain, right? And you have to kind mm-hmm. of switch between the two. Um, did, so did you end up finding other ones like that or are they all like, did you, did you have the inspiration because of those two and then you had to go off and take new pictures? To no,
1: it? I, it's, it's all purely from past work. I did, I don't, I didn't shoot any, I don't even think I've shot any new stuff since this opportunity arise, you know, only, well, I guess I did. Uh, but no, I'm not even, not even using those photos. So it's all, it's all from, you know, the catalog or whatever. And so it was a lot of it was me going back and like, oh, man, what are just like, one, what fits the bill of like, okay, what's this inanimate kind of inorganic object? And then where are my kind of living things? And and also it was like me to dive into, like, what am I shooting? And it's like, I would say 75% of the photos I pulled out were the inorganic inanimate objects, you know, architecture, things like that. And then only 25% were these living things. I'm like, oh, God, I don't have much to work with. But uh, I mean, now I've, I've got... Uh, I've got a lot of pairing down to do, I would say. Did you, I mean, Do
0: you find then that your sensibilities are going to be similar, whether you're taking a picture of, uh, I w- like, whatever guides you, whatever you think makes a good picture is still there, whether it's a, a picture of a person or a picture of a building, right? So the things that you're drawn to to take pictures of, like, was there enough of a connection that it was kind of easy to find pairings?
1: Yeah, and, and, and I would say it's not just, like, in looking for opposite color or, you know, similar forms, like in some of them, there's one specifically, I took this photo of this old kind of, it's like a weird colored green shack, uh, you know, just centered in this image. And then the other images is, is a chicken, like striking a pose. And like, it just, the colors like feel, feel very right. And similar. I think those are both shot in a similar area in Louisiana. Um, but it's like, there's the green of the shack, like matches a green in the, in the chicken photo but then like the browns and golds from the chicken also start to match some of the uh kind of vegetation in that other image and so it's like it's it's more than just that it's like yeah so some of it is you know the compositional thing some of it is kind of those harmonious contrasts and some of it is, is even just like almost a form that like goes from one image and like moves into the other you know it could be at like an angle or something like that and like you know maybe this tree or something like catches like the line of a building or something like that. And so it's like, just sort of a, I don't know, like I said at the beginning, like it's a, it's a study. Right. And so it's kind of just a a process of me just sort of figuring out like, how are these things related? And some of them, you know, are, are definitely I I would say a stretch, but those are the ones that are, you know, will be like cut out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, again, like a lot of it is just like, the initial thing is like feeling, okay. I'm like these feel all right, and then it's like okay, diving in. What are kind of those those parts to it?
0: Do you think it does it change your uh, approach at all? I mean, doing installations, and as you do more of them in the future, I mean, because these these were taken just in the moment, and I'm sure there are people who do it where they're thinking about, oh, for my next installation, I want to do this, so I need to accumulate. Images like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you do you think that like is it better to do it where it's just sort of like inspiration takes you as opposed to being more <laughs> organized and strategic?
1: Um, yes and no. Uh, I think it it opens up the opportunity for me to kind of be creative in me like making those sets of rules. Uh, and like you know, someone from the outside could say like you're forcing that you know too much or whatever. But I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think so. I think a lot of them fit together pretty well, and it's just like. I don't know just kind of seeing where that curatorial creative process goes you know um but at the same time like i i've been thinking about doing another exhibition for a while um, and i thought i was going to have a project ready to go um you know it's, it, it was going to be about my time in louisiana but as you know. Uh, that went from a one year thing now turning into three. So, and, and I want it to be kind of about my, my whole extent there. So, um, I thought I was going to have, you know, a project done by now or, or kind of accumulated. Uh, so, th- there's one in the works, and like, I don't want to show that thing halfway done or whatever. So, um, in that case, like, you know, I think that'll be nice, but almost, I don't know, almost harder because what are my rules there for that? Like, I mean, I guess I still need to make them up, but it's about kind of being in Louisiana and just trying to, like, show, I don't know, the place and, like, how, I don't know, my experience with it. But it's, like, this this exhibition doing this, like, I made those, you know, just a couple sets of, set of rules, like, I don't know, help me pare down those images, honestly, pretty, pretty easily, right, compared to, I don't know, I've got a few binders full of, like, negatives and things like that i couldn't imagine you know going through all of those but uh yeah so i mean yes in a a way it's easier but then you know i don't know yes and no um
0: do you find pressure to build yourself into kind of like a brand
1: of like bobo
0: jigs does these kind of pictures so like because i mean i think that there's maybe in in some level a push against that but on the other side it's like people if you want to move into more commercial space people like to know what they're getting into and they kind of like a repetition?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I would say some of the stuff, I mean, I guess I've, I've had a couple little paid gigs. Uh, I mean, one of, I guess one unpaid is like taking photos of, for my mom, of like her, her Airbnb. It's like, I'm not putting that in my portfolio. It's <laughs> like a, it's like a documentation photo. Right. And like, I even shot it on digital. I'm like, I don't, I'm, I'm going to hide that from everybody. I'm not going <laughs> to advertise that I do that or anything. Um, so yeah, in a, I mean, I think, I think in a way, like I naturally kind of take sort of similar photos and, and maybe like, that's what this exercise is like even showing to me. Like, you know, maybe, maybe eventually one day it's like someone can look at that and say, man, that's a, that's a Bobo photo for sure. Um, but probably, I mean, probably not, but you know, it's <laughs> well,
0: kind of a weird, it's kind of revealing when you do start to accumulate a body of work and you look back and you're like, wow, I am obsessed with these five things. Yeah. And I keep going back to those one way or another. Right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I, I think, I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. Me, that's sort of something I've, I've kind of realized with this process of that. Is, uh, again, it's like finding s- sort of similar forms. like, well, I'm composing, you know, this person and even like this huge building like as, I don't know, in, in a similar fashion or whatever. And, I don't, know, I don't think it's good or bad. I think it's just uh, an observation, you know. Um, maybe just now I'm aware of it. It's like, oh, let me let me try something else now or something like that. But
0: Well, see, like, I think why I bring that up is when I – I don't know about you. When I start a new project, part of me wants to, like, reinvent the wheel every time and completely break all my rules and start from scratch. And mm-hmm. it usually ends up, you know, with a fair amount of overlap of whatever I've done before because I just naturally go that direction. Yeah. Man. Do you have, like, do you have an attitude where – it sounds like – you sort of like what your general style is, and maybe you add a little bit here and there, or add some new challenges to it. But you're not trying to, you know, break off from it all and start over again or anything.
1: Yeah, you know, I think it's I think it's an evolution of things. And even uh, so, I guess the the to build off that the space I'll be showing the work in is is fairly kind of small, and so you know I'll pare it down enough, but like there will still be work that won't be shown. So I'm putting together a zine as well to to kind of hand out maybe. Give away for five bucks so i can maybe accumulate and and <laughs> take less of a loss yeah <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um so we put together a zine that kind of you know will encompass the whole body of work then um and as i was kind of working on it, i'm like man i got it's 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 go time i gotta like get this done in the next week you know so it can i can send it out to print and it's here on time um and so i look back at the last monograph i did or, or zine or whatever and, and i'm like eh, okay i'm gonna like you know start to steal a couple like fonts and, and ideas here and there from that but it's like i'm also you know making it better you know it's like whether i don't know that step could be only two inches tall but like as long as you're i don't know as long as, long as i'm growing and making progress and i mean at least in, in some sort of direction whether it's the wrong direction Um, What's that line? As long as you're going somewhere, I guess. uh, Maybe I I probably butchered that, but
0: I don't know the quote, so I couldn't help. (laughs) I was I was hoping to be able to jump in (laughs) and save the day.
1: Uh, Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Scratch that. I mean, part of getting better is failing, or whatever. You know, it's like I get it. I mean, from doing architecture and stuff, that was like take three steps forward and then five steps back and then six steps forward and then several more back. Right? Uh, yeah. You know, but so, did you, you find
0: getting over the fear of showing your work to people is also in part because a lot of people don't have like perfectly trained eyes. And so whatever you notice is not necessarily what they notice. And, people don't pay that much attention to art unless they're really passionate about it. Yeah. Is it like, I've definitely noticed like if, if you put something out there, most people will just think like, Oh, it's cool. He did a thing. And that's kind of like the end of their engagement.
1: Yes. And no, I mean, I'd love to, I love to show things to, uh, peers, you know, that, that I look up to and it's like, I love, you know, getting feedback. And I, part of that probably comes from kind of critiques and architecture school and things like that. Um, but honestly, I, I I hate it when kind of the lay person comes and goes, oh, my God, that's so great. It's like, no, tell me what's wrong with it. You know, tell me what you don't like or whatever. So, so that's, so that's uh, a big
0: change then. You you embrace the critique to learn yeah, from it then.
1: Yeah. A- yeah. I think, again, it's because people are like, man, you're a horrible photographer. It's like, dude, I'm not a photographer. I'm a, this architect or sculptor, right? Like, no, I'm. Don't, don't put that on me. You're like, man, that's a horrible, like, architecture. Design. I'm like, dude, I'm a photographer. What do you mean? I, yeah. You know. Um, but
0: you're, you're trying to improve. That's that's the goal, really.
1: Yeah. And also, again, it's like I'm doing this stuff just uh, for the drive to kind of create things, the the need to want to create things. Um, again, it's like not really for other people's. I'd love it to, you know, I'd love to make someone feel something when, when they kind of see the work or something like that. But... If they don't, they're like, man, that's that's lame, you know. I, whatever, yeah, that's fine. Um, so no, I don't know there's not really a fear because I just don't, I don't really care. I mean, you know, if like my, I don't know, one of my photography or sculptor heroes came in and talked some smack on, our, I'd be, I you know, I'd take a step back and go, man, okay, <laughs> that that hurt. But um, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, okay, how, how can I get better though? Um, and we- it just it's just fun. Are there big goals
0: fun. or, like, dreams for future photography endeavors?
1: Oh. Um,
0: like, take a picture of a whale or something? I don't know. Something that seems <laughs> difficult to accomplish. Um,
1: I don't know. Not necessarily. I think I kind of said it before. Like, it, it helps me kind of explore new places and, and kind of get new perspective in in space, um, spaces. And I think, I think a lifelong goal, like, I'd love to have – all those things come together, right? Like photography, sculpture, and I almost said sculptor, sculpture and, and architecture. You know, if all three of those. How, how can those things come together and kind of become one thing in the end? Uh, what does that What does that
0: mean? Like, how how can that all come together? Tom,
1: I don't know. Is that I a don't thing? Know yet. Has anyone done uh, that?
0: <laughs> well, like, okay, so you you build you, or you design a building, and you've done sculpting around <laughs> the building, and you're taking pictures of that building.
1: Maybe. Is that what that means? Uh, Maybe. Or it could just be, you know, multifaceted in a way. I mean, I guess I'm even branching off into music now and things yeah, like that. Yeah. So,
0: If you're just joining us, I'm talking today with Dakota Smith, also known as Bobo Jigs in the art world, about his upcoming photography installation, Still Lives, at this week's Benson First Friday. The two of us also collaborated recently on an upcoming movie called Moving Parts, for which Dakota did some music and designed the poster. We talk about all that in the rest of this conversation.
1: Yeah, should we plug Moving Parts? Work on sure, music, yeah, yeah. Is it music yeah, for
0: that. Composer of a feature film, <laughs> uh, and also you designed the poster, which is just going yeah. out now.
1: Yeah. Um, See,
0: okay, there, let's talk about well, we're on that subject, because like when we talk about like Bobo Jigs, has sort of like the goofy connotations. This poster, it's a pretty goofy poster, right? Like you put a lot of work into it. There's yeah. a lot of thought that goes into it, but it's a guy holding a fake Oscar, and there's a, a faded chimpanzee behind him. You know, so yeah. like there's something goofy about that. Do you look at that in the reception that something like that gets differently than like, this is a a serious (laughs) you know photograph, you know, uh, juxtaposition of photographs. Uh, Does it bother you that it's funny and dumb, I guess?
1: No, but I also, I mean, like some of that's in my, in my photography, I'd say like, there's, there's an image of these two cows next to each other. And, and this cow like was just finishing off. A big salt lick block and it's in its mouth that's chomping and like sticking its tongue out like crazy and so i snapped a photo and it's like sticking its tongue out i mean like that's hilarious right but like but also like it's it's a nice image it's i i love the colors i you know i love animals and stuff and like i guess no i think i think i embrace that again it's like kind of the I don't know, it's like tongue in cheek in a way it's like with bobo i can it's almost like pretending I'm serious, but I'm like, you know, going out, going about it in a goofy way because I don't, I don't know. I just like can't. I mean, and even designing that poster, it's like I could have made it like really serious and like, you know, we put some explosions in the background or something. Even though, well, that, that would have been dumb you though, know, too. Okay, that, that's not quite along the lines of the plot, but it's like yeah. I would, you know, I'm gonna make that compared to I don't, you know, I don't want to make like a fast seven hundred and fifty thousand. You know, yeah, Fast and Furious movie or yeah. whatever poster like where Vin Diesel, I don't know, is flexing and being all serious. I don't know. People like their just, like, art to be corny. extremely
0: serious and like it's like the yeah. only the only time you're going to be profound is if it's really really serious. It's, it's kind of like an attitude people have toward art. And yeah. I, I certainly don't really share that. Yeah. Um but like I don't know. So it sounds like you don't either.
1: No, I think I think it's just about I don't know, it's my personality I'd say like playful and like yeah, I don't know, trying, and, and again, maybe it stems to, like, that alter ego insecurity, then it's like, I don't know, it's just not, it's serious, but it's not. Yeah. You know, it, it is, but it isn't. Like, that's that's where I find myself on a lot of subjects. I am, but, but, but I'm not, you know. Yes, but no.
0: Right, yeah. Well, it's, it's like, you know, I just made a movie that's about serious things that I've thought about, but a lot of it also is punctuated with monkey jokes. Yeah. And that felt right for some reason, so. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Plug your thing, then. So, Still Lives, where should people go to see it? What do they need to know? Um, so, it'll be, what, August, August 6th? Friday, August 6th?
1: Yeah, Benson, First Friday, uh, over at Studio 62. I don't know the address of it, but it's in... 62nd in Maple. Yeah, it's in the, I guess, the pet shop building, right? mm-hmm. yeah, you'd say it. You'd, you'd know better than me, actually. Uh, maybe we maybe we insert that later. I'll, when well, that, the I'll put it, yeah.
0: I thought things, you might but, have some things to say. Okay, what can uh, people expect there?
1: Yeah, uh, come... Come meet me. Say what's up. Maybe I can maybe I can serve some beer there or something like that. Um, come look at some photos or don't uh, like them or don't. Um, maybe I'll put a price tag on them or something. I don't. I'm not really. I don't really care about that. But uh, there'll be a zine there too. Come pick one up. Uh, come say hi. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't really know how to sell myself. Well, they On can go find others.
0: it. Don't worry, we'll plug it. We'll have, we'll have, well, it'll be in your intro. So, thank you, uh, Dakota Smith slash Bobo Jigs, for for both of you stopping by.
1: Yeah, me and him. Thank you.
0: Riverside Chats is a production of KIOS 915 FM, Omaha Public Radio. The show is produced and edited by Courtney Bierman. Our original music is written and performed by the Real Zebos. Our artwork is done by Ben Matukowitz. Remember, you can find the backlog of all of the conversations on this show wherever you get podcasts. Subscribe today and leave us a review. We love hearing what issues are on your mind in our Letter to the Editor feature, where you can call in with a brief voicemail to 402-881-0089. And as always, thank you for listening. I'm Tom Noblock.